Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Grace and you, Dominic, you know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say you need to talk to Dominic Carter, but you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league, and I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level, so that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good Monday morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. So we we had a great weekend, all of us, within the sound of my voice. We had a great weekend weather-wise and our day, at least in the Carter household, started in our front yard. My wife, Marilyn, says to me, look. And I look over. And one of our neighbor's chickens must have gotten out from the coop. And this chicken is walking around our front lawn. And this damn chicken stayed there for about an hour and 15 minutes. Now, I don't know what he was eating in, in our front yard, but he kept uh, dipping down and, and, and plucking its beak into something. And then I look over again at our residence, and the big garbage can is knocked over. You know, you know the ones that are supposed to be animal-proof and, and, and you don't have to worry about that? But that's knocked over, and the garbage is everywhere, and it looked like a bear did that. But we love living in Rockland County. And in a few minutes, I will tell you why we are so proud of our county executive, Ed Day. And hint, hint, it has something to do with migrants. Ed Day is doing what Eric Adams should have did on day one. Our hearts are with Texas this morning. Eight people killed and at least seven others wounded when a gunman opened fire at an outlet mall near Dallas Saturday. It's funny how life works. About three weeks ago, I was in the Dallas area, and the uh, gunman was killed by a police department officer who was at the mall on an unrelated call, authorities say, Investigators believe the shooter acted alone. And then, if that's not enough, then you had seven killed in a hit-and-run outside a shelter in a Texas border city. And officials are stating that the crash may have been intentional. If you folks get a chance, go check out my Dominic Carter City Hall podcast at WABCRadio.com, WABCRadio.com. What's clear more than ever is we need mayors like Rudy Giuliani. And I have consistently said that Giuliani, as far as the history books, as far as his tenure as the mayor of New York City, will go down as one of the best ever. And the way Giuliani cleaned up New York City is especially what we need now in New York and around the country. So if you go to the website, to the Dominic Carter City Hall podcast, there it features a recent interview. Our station owner and operator, John Katsimatidis, and myself did with Giuliani. We're going to let you hear part of that. This is Dominic Carter, City Hall Podcast. This is a recent interview our owner-operator, John Katsimatidis, and myself did with America's mayor, 
Rudy Giuliani. You know well, you and I have not always seen eye to eye. But as I have matured and, and, go, and grown as a person, I have come around to your you way of be, thinking. Wait, wait, you mean, Dominic, you used to be a size 32, now you're a size 40? <laughs> <laughs> you like Churchill, John. You like you know, Churchill. You say, if I'm not a liberal when I'm 20, I have no heart. And, and cons- you know, go, ahead, go ahead, Mr. Mayor. Please say it again. Say it again. Churchill used to say, if you're not a liberal when you're 20, you have no heart. And if you're not a conservative by the time you're 40, you have no brain. Uh, uh, well, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's pretty true because, you know, as you get older and then you have your own children, you worry about them. So when exactly. you start to, you know, when you're 20 years old, you don't worry about yourself. You know, you go driving cars at 90, 100 miles an hour, you don't worry about yourself, but you would never want your kids to do that. So that's why you're a liberal at 20 and a conservative at 40 or 50. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that, I think that's a, you know that's a that's been the case for many many people. And I have to say one thing about Dominic. Even when we would disagree, and we disagree, you know, always respectful. Yes, yes. I respected Dominic as uh, honestly asking about his viewpoint. And I think you respected me for giving him honest answers. There's no think about it. I definitely respected and currently respect you, Mr. Mayor. I'm going to tell you why in just one second. But we've also been joined in studio by the other owner of WABC, owner-operator, Margo Casamitidis. Good morning, Mrs. Casamitidis. Good morning, everyone. I'm glad you're coming to work, and I'm glad you helped make a difference here. Thank you very much. Hey, Mr. Mayor, what, what I just what I just wanted to say to you is that um, you didn't do a Lori Lightfoot, right? You remember when Lori Lightfoot said, and I, I'm still outraged at this. She said she would not sit down with white reporters. You, you, oh didn't, my God, you, that, that's what she said. Oh you, my God, you, you didn't do that, Mr. Mayor. You knew in advance that every day that I was coming at you with the toughest question that one could imagine. Each and every day before all the live television cameras, was there a single time that you didn't take my question? Because I don't recall a single time no, where I, I, you took every single question. I mean this, and I'm not just saying this to you, Dominic. I thought you and some of the other reporters, because a lot of them were tough on me, I thought they made me a better mayor. It meant in the morning I'd, I'd have to have a meeting. I'd have to find out everything that was going on. I have to try to figure out what you were going to ask me, <laughs> which means, which means, if you guys were doing your job and you were raising problems about the city, I was doing my job. I would try to get it solved before you asked me. I mean, I would love it when somebody like you or one of your colleagues would bring up something. To do. do you know about the terrible problem in the in the Bronx and they haven't collected garbage for three weeks? And I said, well, I'm glad you brought that up. I. This morning we dispatched someone there to do it. I didn't know wasn't always able to do that, but I I do believe I told I gave this as advice to Bloomberg actually. I said don't run away from those press conferences. Use them to make you a better mayor. I mean sometimes you'd get a whacked out question, so that would happen once in a while. But most of the time, the reporter, no matter how pro or con they were, they're, they're trying to find problems that they're bringing up to you to challenge you as a mayor. So if you prepare for them it means you're always on top of things now if you do the biden thing and you don't have them honestly you don't know what's going on you find out about everything two days too late and that is a recent conversation that our owners john and margo katsimatidis had with the former mayor of new york city rudy giuliani myself included and if you go to the WABC website, WABCradio.com, the Dominic Carter City Hall podcast there, you can find the interview with Mr. Giuliani. And as we proceed with the show this morning, you'll understand even more why I hold him in such high esteem as it relates to the issues of the migrants. And then we will also deal a bit later with the uh, Neely case in terms of the reckless protest that occurred over the weekend where police officers could have died because people were jumping down onto the subway platform. 600 volts 
in the third rail of those uh of those uh platforms and mass a, a, a protest where uh, where people were there but 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 again my point is that it was very reckless to do so we have a uh, a different number this morning where we are taking your call so we're going to open up the phone lines right now the number is 833 833- Nine six nine four 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 seven eight three three nine six nine four 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 seven. So it turns out former President Donald Trump is not coming to New York City after all to, if you will, confront E. Jean Carroll, despite recent claims this as the jury is set to hear closing arguments uh, in just a matter of hours later on today. And that leads me to one of the former president's constant critics, who happens to be one of his own former attorney generals, Bill Barr. Barr just recently appeared on CNN. And his claim, the latest claim, I should say, is that Barr is claiming that Trump's, quote, reckless behavior will lead to further investigations, essentially stating that he should not be elected president of the United States. Well, get ready, Mr. Barr, because whether you like it or not, Trump has an excellent chance of returning to the White House, whether it's against Biden or any other Democrat, and the Democrats do not have a deep, deep, that is, bench. And it appears that the nomination is clearing on the Republican side for Mr. Trump. Here is what Barr told CNN. The New York cases, both the civil case and the latest criminal case, uh, I don't think they have any substance, and I think they're brought for political reasons. Uh, but that doesn't mean everything that Trump does, uh, he's a victim on. And I said he's frequently his own worst enemy, and he digs himself holes, and he does some things that are reckless that are clearly going to uh, give rise to investigations. Interesting. But the fact of the matter is, no matter what you say, Mr. Barr, all, all you're doing and other critics is making Trump's candidacy even stronger by the day. It'll be interesting to see what happens in this civil rape trial this week. This is something that should have never seen a light of day in a courtroom based on uh, Ms. Carroll's own uh, testimony. So I am so proud this morning of my county executive, my county executive in Rockland at day. He's showing how to deal with migrants. The exact opposite approach of New York City Mayor Eric Adams. Day is warning Adams that police are on standby in my home county of Rockland. They're deployed if New York City tries to bus migrants in Rockland County. This, as Title 42, expires this week. And if you think the migrant problem is bad now for New York City, give it about two weeks. It's about to go from bad to a lot worse. And so Day says, and again, folks, if you pull the tape, this is what I said that Adam should have did from day one. The police should have been there to greet those buses and go, welcome to New York. Uh, 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 uh. You can't get off the bus here. We'll direct you to the nearest place and turn those buses right around. And essentially, that's what Ed Day in Rockland is doing. Day, says Mayor Adams, never asked for an opinion and was going to just ship 340 migrant men to local Rockland hotels in Orangeburg. Now, for those of us that live in Rockland, we know Orangeburg is a a very nice community. Uh, Exit 6 on the uh, Palisades, Exit 5, Exit 6. Very nice community, nice homes. This is not the private homes. This is not the place for migrants. It is not. We in Rockland 
pay some of the highest taxes in the country. And, Mr. Mayor, you think in the dead of night you're just going to put three, 400 migrant men on a bus and say, here, Rockland County, they're, they're, they're yours to deal with. Well, what are we supposed to do with them? With our taxes, we can barely afford, many of us that live in Rockland, what we're doing now. No one told you, Mayor Adams, to start measuring the drapes of the White House, calling yourself the Biden of Brooklyn, and welcoming the migrants to New York. Now your back is up against the wall. Title 42 is about to end this week. And they are, they being defined as migrants, are about to arrive here in record numbers to America. And if you're a migrant, put yourself in their shoes for two seconds. Where would you want to go? New York City, where everything for you is paid for. And so what Ed Day is doing now, Mr. Mayor, is what you should have done from day one. But no, you're the one that welcomed them here. You're the one that to this day sent your immigration commissioner to welcome the buses. Why are you doing that? Why? Why would you give them a warm welcome? I'm not saying you have to be rude to the people. They're down on their luck. But welcome to New York. Uh, uh, uh. Can't get off the bus. Turn it around. I want you folks to listen. Our county executive in Rockland, Ed Day, talking to WABC host Rob Astorino yesterday about this issue. And as we stand right now, police in Rockland County are on guard looking out for any migrant buses. We are prepared, and I am calling upon Mayor Adams to stop what he's doing, think about what he's doing, because this is going to be an ugly battle for no reason. If you want to work with your neighboring counties, do so. Don't send your lackeys to to text me at at Thursday night late with some kind of story about they want to speak to one of my town supervisors without telling me what the problem is. We didn't find this out until late in the day Friday, and it took us a, a few hours to react, obviously, to get the information. But we had to figure out exactly what hotel was being used. We had no idea what was going on. We had no understanding of how, how, how many people are coming up here. And he has the utter audacity to tell some of the media outlets, oh, we did brief the county executive and the, um, and the town supervisor in Orangetown. That's utter nonsense. They called, never told us a thing. And the, the, the lackey he has who called me, Every time I asked him, what's going on? He goes, well, I want to talk to the town supervisor. So I'm the county executive. I'm the chief executive officer of this county. What's going on? He wouldn't tell me. And now we know why, because they're liars. And, again, like I said, I was born and raised in Brooklyn. You call somebody a liar, be prepared to back it up, and I am. So right now our state of emergency is in effect. We have law enforcement deployed in various areas of the county ready to react to anything that comes up in this county. Uh, and that's where we stand right now. And bravo to the county. This has nothing to do with partisan politics. Day, of course, a Republican, Adams, a Democrat. Day is doing the right thing representing his constituents, Democrat or Republican. We can't afford this in Rockland County. Many of the school districts in Rockland, even the good school districts. So now you're dealing with the men, right? But then what happens if their families make it to Rockland? Who the, the school system, certainly the East Ramapo school system, is almost bursting at the seams. Right now, dealing with kids where English is a second language. Where are all the resources for this? America cannot afford this. There is no other way to put it, folks. We are about to start with your telephone calls, 833-969-4447. In a moment, we're going to go to John in Brooklyn, Eddie on Long Island. But again, a different number this morning, 833-969-4447. So now, the Neely case. The Neely case. Let's deal with that this morning. One, the reality. No jury will ever convict this Marine. The homeless man, Jordan Neely, 
had a long history with mental illness, approximately 44 prior arrests, and he was yelling and screaming and throwing garbage at train passengers, stating, I don't have food, I don't have a drink, I'm fed up, said Neely before the confrontation, I don't mind if I go to jail and life in prison, I'm ready to die. Now, there's even a report that Neely tried to push a strap hanger, someone else riding the subway, the day before he died at the same exact train station. It bears repeating. There's a report that Mr. Neely, approximately 24 hours before he died, tried to push a strap hanger onto subway tracks at the station where this happened. This is not the time for politics. It's not the time for politics. It's not the time for the race card. No jury will convict this Marine when he put his life on the line to protect others. And let me let me flip this a little bit. Can you imagine, God forbid, if, God forbid, if Mr. Neely had hurt someone on that train seriously, and then we found out later that a U.S. Marine was on that train and did nothing. Can you imagine the backlash? So the Marine couldn't win no matter how you slice this. And then... I, reckless behavior. I want you to listen here to the scene from just this weekend, protesters in the Neely case. Okay, enough of that. Well, I don't know what all this garbage is. You can't stop the revolution. It makes it, it makes me wonder if 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 those were local residents protesting, talking this nonsense about revolution. But but here's the point from the, from the weekend protest on uh, Saturday. Thirteen people were arrested. Several of them lined up on the subway tracks. Video showed one man jumping atop the board that protests, excuse me, that protects, big difference, protesters and protects, that protects the third rail, which normally carries a killer charge of 600 volts of electricity. One woman yelled, don't get on the rail It's electrified. It's electrified. So I'm sitting at home Saturday evening. And I happen, I I normally, when I'm I'm home, I normally don't watch the local news on the weekends. And I I happen to turn to Channel 7. And there's this this, uh, reporter. And and you can tell, I mean, very... uh, very decent, good-looking person, but you can tell she's not very experienced in New York events. So I, I go back to the days of outrage where the entire system was shut down. And so all hell breaks loose with this reporter, and Channel 7 blows out their entire newscast, for the most part, and stayed on this protest in and out of commercials. Now, folks, the... The only thing I can compare this to, and I promise we're going to get to your phone calls, the only thing that I can compare this to, I remember when I was assigned to cover uh, Obama's swearing in, and it's 1 o'clock in the morning, and we're riding the train to get past Secret Service, and we were packed in like sardines at the train station. And I said, oh, my God, somebody can be pushed in front of a train or, or and could die. And that's exactly what happened. One person fell. And, and and died. 
So now fast forward to what I'm looking at at this protest. And you have police trying to control the crowd. And this is just reckless. Before the power was killed, what happened? What what happens if several police officers are pushed over trying to gain control of somebody and they all hit the third rail? Then what? Then, and I, I promise, folks, I, I know I normally get to the phone calls a lot sooner, but, th- but this stuff is very, very important uh, that, that, that I'm about to get to. Then a video emerged uh, online of Mr. Neely, and I don't know what year this was made, in which he was doing his Michael Jackson impersonation, but then he loses it mentally with someone in Times Square. And he threatens to beat up the man and even use the gay slur to refer to the man. I want you folks to listen to this. Oh. <laughs> Angry Michael. See you, Michael. Yo, that guy was crazy. <laughs> what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I'll call the cop. I will. I will. You ain't gonna do nothing. I just stepped on your jacket. Just stepped on your jacket, Michael. Michael, I just stepped on your jacket. See you later. What's up with that, man? And so that's a tape of an incident. I don't know what year, but Mr. Neely uh, rips off his shirt, almost in Michael Jackson style, the way Michael Jackson would take off his shirt. And all of those beeps, we had to play the tape over and over and over, was to make sure that we caught every N-word and every F-word in which Mr. Neely shouted. And so what I'm going to do, we see all your calls that are coming in, and I promise we're going to get to some of them right now. We're going to take a break. The number to reach us this morning is 833-969-4447. When we come back, we're going to go to Jennifer from Boston, Steve in Elmont, John in Brooklyn, and also Eddie on Long Island. Talk Radio 77. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-whim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. And we are back. We're going to start with your telephone calls right now. A number of stories we are dealing with. But the big one, I am so proud of my county executive, Ed Dan Rockland. He has told uh, New York City Mayor Eric Adams, hell no to migrants coming to Rockland. We can't afford it. Our taxes are too high. Not only did he tell Adams no, Police are in standby in Rockland waiting for the buses. That is exactly what I told you, folks, what Eric Adams should have did on day one. But he was too busy, thought he was riding the wave of his election. I'm the Biden of Brooklyn, and I'm going to the White House. He was doing a Hillary Clinton measuring the drapes. We see how well that worked out for her. Let's start with our telephone calls. Jennifer in Boston. Good morning, Jennifer. What's on your mind? Hi, Dominic. Can you hear me? Yes, please. Go ahead. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. The phone sounded like a cutout. Hello. It's a- go go um, ahead. I go ahead, Jennifer. Of- yep. Go ahead. Can you go hear ahead. me? Yes, please. Go ahead. Okay. okay. I'm sorry. I knew you'd be fired up about Rockland County. I had heard that earlier in the day, and I'm so proud and grateful that there are some people still willing to stand up like your elected officials. Um, I will say this. It's too bad that the leadership of the country 
starting with the president, um, does not do the same and do what's right for our country. Don't forget, asylum seekers are supposed to go to the, the first free country, which would be Mexico for 99% of them. So what you, we all know why they're coming here. Like you've said, Dominic, it's for the benefits. It's for the lifestyle. It's for everything they can get. And we have so many people here suffering. Um, it's just awful. I don't know if you saw the people out in the south shore of Chicago. Um, it's a mostly black community that is very, very upset because they're trying to take an old high school there and give housing to these. Uh, I don't call them migrants because they are illegal immigrants uh, because they didn't even claim asylum properly. So they are illegally in the country. And I'm not letting the left take the narrative on that. They're illegal immigrants. And you look at the editorial out of the Chicago Tribune. They're trying to say that this black community is a bunch of NIMBYs, and they should be ashamed because they were shouting things like, we don't want them here, and build a wall. And well, they said, oh, it was like being at a, it was like being at a magari. You know what they're saying out there? What about us? What about our own? I listen to the people out there talk, Dominic. They are not happy, and they shouldn't be because we're not looking after our own. And I want to say quickly, too, for that Marine on the train, I, I have a friend years ago that died trying to protect a mentally ill, drunken man that fell onto the live track, and the train was coming, and he was right on the edge of the live, and my friend went down to get him, and he died. My friend died. And I thank God for people that just stand up to do the right thing, and that Marine did what he thought was right, and he was looking after those that were far more, far more vulnerable. And I'm sure the 67-year-old woman that was punched in the face and almost lost her sight and had broken bones because of this creep, I, I'm sure that she was someone had been there to protect her. And I, I pray to God he'll fare well. I'm going to keep him in my prayers. And we have severe moral decay in this country, Dominic. We, are, we have lost our moral compass, and, and I just pray people will start to use their voice and, and do the right thing. Speak up for those, you know, what we know is right. Everyone's so petrified to speak up. Speak up because we're letting the lunatics run the asylum. And I thank well, you for your time. And, and thank you. Thank you for the comment, Jennifer. Um, all, all I can say with the uh, Neely situation is the tape that was um, that I that was sent to me via Twitter on social media, it, it casts a different light on this situation. Uh, clearly the man was mentally ill, but he goes from zero, at least on the tape from zero to a thousand in a matter of seconds. And he actually takes a swing at the man. And, um, it, it, the, the video is just uh very, very telling and no jury in America would convict uh, this this Marine and the protests over the weekend. Listen, folks, you have a right to protest. You have a right to protest, but not to be reckless. Those police officers want to go home. If you want to endanger your life, that's on you. But but those police officers have got to restore order on that subway platform. It takes two seconds to fall over the platform and hit that third rail with 600 volts. And then what? They're trying to keep you safe when they could die on the spot from trying to protect protesters. Let's go to John in Brooklyn. Good morning, John. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Dominic, the protest organizers were completely reckless. I am familiar with both of the stations in question, the Broadway Lafayette station where Neely was killed, and also the 63rd Street station where they had the protests of the weekend. It's not safe to have a protest at either one. I know how packed those stations are during rush hour, and to have so many people congregating down there is absolutely insane. Uh, If they wanted to protest, they should have done so upstairs on the street when there was that absolutely a lot of space not to come downstairs and endanger themselves and the police. And you see, John, this is why I started out this morning with Giuliani because they they tried this crap with Giuliani for all of a New York minute. And then Giuliani made it clear, you will be arrested immediately. And then all of this nonsense stopped. Now, now you, you had the daily protests at one police plaza over the Amadou Diallo case. 
But Giuliani made it clear you can protest uh, peacefully, but if you engage in this nonsense, the NYPD will deal with you. And thank you for the call, John. All I can do is say that I was mortified looking at this video, live video on Channel Channel 7. The reporter looks scared to death. And when you have a situation like that, that's ongoing and it's on live television, the, the assignment manager or the evening uh, executive producer has to immediately go up the ranks. They've got to immediately notify the news director. There goes the news director's weekend. There goes the assistant news director's weekend. At any moment, someone could have fell on those tracks. And and you have a reporter. I don't know if she's from New York, but she was. She just by 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 circumstance, she just happened to be there while all hell was breaking loose. And and these police officers doing what the NYPD does: professional courtesy and respect you didn't see anybody abused and they I, what i saw was cursing at police officers jumping in their face this was on live television and it took it would only take two seconds for the entire group to or at least half of the group to fall over onto the subway platform until the transit authority was killed was able to kill the power and you've got 600 volts right there right there Takes one second. You you had you had some protesters that were dropping down on the floor. They go to drop down. The police go to pick them up. They all fall over. Then what? And you hit the third rail. Then what? What happens then? It was reckless. It was absolutely reckless. Let's continue with your telephone calls. Let's go to Eddie on Long Island. Good morning, Eddie. What's on your mind? Oh, Dominic. Yes. Go I'm right so ahead, glad please. You, I'm so- I'm so glad that you now uh, have gone over to Rudy Giuliani's side. And um, actually, uh, I agree with almost everything you said. I, I found you by mistake tonight. I didn't realize where you had gone. And uh, you're not the same Dominic Carter that uh, I used to listen to. Yes. Uh, I, I, see, day. see, I am the same guy. See, see that that's the problem. I, I appreciate you for being candid and honest. At, at that, if you're referring to my television days, we're, at least when I when I was in the business, we are not allowed to give our personal opinions. Not allowed, not supposed to. And so that's why I had to play it straight. But years ago, years ago, if you if you're going back to uh, if you're going back to my very past, years ago, I and this is the point that I try and make with people that I was the lead reporter covering alleged police brutality. I was the guy that the public turned to. And so now, because I'm telling you another side, that means I've changed. That means that, that I've sold out. No. Could, could it mean that, that I'm telling you the truth, that, that I see the light of day, that I see the impossible job that our police officers have? If, if you don't think they have an impossible job, Pull up the video from this weekend alone of the Neely protests on that train platform, on the platform. Absolutely reckless. Reckless. They could have died. Police officers could have died in the name of what? Okay, you want to protest for Mr. Neely? That's fine. You have a constitutional right to do so. But you don't have the right to endanger police officers' lives. If you want to endanger your life at the end of the day, go for it. Go for it. But remember, the police are there with you as well. I've got to take a break. When we come back, we will continue with your telephone calls. Anne-Marie in Rockland. We'll also go to Norman in Brooklyn, Mike in South Carolina, and we have a bunch of other calls. We'll get right to that. But first, we're going to take a break. When we come back, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter, standing by at 1 a.m., Frank Marano, and the other side of Midnight. WABC. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. A few weeks back, a man called up here and was somewhat angry, and he said, Dominic, why are you so pro-law enforcement? 
So here is one of the reasons. In Texas, that hero police officer made a frantic call for backup before taking down the Texas mall gunman. Imagine that situation you're in. The police officer who took down the Allen, Texas mall gunman made a panic call for backup, pleading for everybody moments before he encountered the suspect and shot him dead. As he rushed to the H&M store at the Allen Premium Outlets Saturday, the hero cop tried his best to relay the chaos outside the mall where a man in his 30s opened fire, killing eight people and injuring seven others, including children. And this is all based on the audio of the call to the Allen Police Department. This is what is revealed. And if you looked at the video from Texas, it's horrible. All you hear is pow, 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 about 40 times. And this officer ran into that when he wasn't even supposed to be there. That's why I'm so pro-law enforcement. Anne-Marie from Rockland County, good morning. Line one, what's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. I am a resident in Rockland County. I live in New City. And I want to express Mr. Day is the right person for this job right now. Agreed. I was mortified. I was mortified when I was reading about what the mayor and the city had plans for us with busloads of men coming up here. I was mortified. But now I feel a little better hearing that you were saying that Mr. Day is going is not going to accept this. At all. And, and you know, Anne-Marie, um, I, I don't know about you, but I know for a fact that the taxes in New City are, are up there just like they are in Pomona. And and we simply, you know, we, we pay for to we what the best way I can say, we pay to have a decent life and, and not not to be dealing with this migrant situation. Is that fair enough? It's so fair. And let me say, I pay school taxes of like of course, of course, right. And they want me to pay for these kids or right. whoever's coming here. Right. We can't afford it. We right. Can't afford right. It. And it, I'm in the same situation, Anne-Marie. My kids are grown. They're not part of the Rockland School District. Like you, we're still paying school taxes. You have no choice. It's tax, tax, tax. You go, you go to the supermarket, you know, there in New City, whether it's um, Stop and Shop or or um, uh, I, I, I forgot the other one, but um, when you go to the supermarket, you're spending more and more money. You go to the gas station, you're spending more and more money. We can't afford it in Rockland. Thank you for the call, Anne-Marie. It can't be afforded anywhere. That's why Ed Day, the Rockland County executive, did the right thing telling New York City Mayor Eric Adams, who the hell do you think you are? No, you're not bringing the migrants to Rockland on on essentially 24 hours notice and Mr. Day has the local police in Rockland on standby so when i when i leave the studio in about 10 minutes and drive home i may see some of the local officers out uh looking for migrants so Mr. Day says he has declared a a, a local type of emergency where no hotel in the county can take in migrants right now and that's the way to deal with this. Let's go to line two, Norman in Brooklyn. Good morning, Norman. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Okay, um, the same agitators um, that were uh, on the subway tracks uh, l- later in the afternoon um, were the same agitators uh, that were, they're Antifa. Uh, I know them because I go to many, many protests. And they're the same ones that I I did the life march from St. Patrick's Church to a uh, Planned Parenthood, a peaceful prayer um, uh, gathering across the street, fully permitted. And um, we were attacked. We were set upon. Thank God the police were there because uh, they had, even though they had security gates, they were coming over the security gates and they were fighting the police. Um, I saw a, at least one arrest uh, cop throwing a guy down on, on the, you know, on the street, thank God, uh, because he was attacking them. Um, they're very aggressive, professionally organized, and um, 
they were looking to kill us. Uh, I, I have many. I have others. Many other very disturbing things to say. Uh, the limits of your show, um, blowing marijuana smoke in the faces of a nun, um, um, spitting, throwing throwing bottles of I don't know what liquids um, on a, on, a, on a completely I, and utterly peaceful group you, of people. You, you know, I, I I don't care how aggressive they are, especially. If if these people are out of towners and and it's it sounded like many of them were at this protest, they need to be immediately arrested. Period. Because the city of New York can't afford this. We're going into the summer. The last thing that we need right now is a racial powder keg. When we had a marine that was just doing the right thing, it ended tragically. But he was doing the right thing, trying to, thank you for the call, trying to protect American citizens. And at the end of the day, it is what we would expect of an American soldier. And so no matter what the criminal justice system may do, and uh, it'll be unfortunate if an indictment comes down, but at the end of the day, no jury is going to convict on this. Bottom line. And so we are discussing uh, the weekend protest that was absolutely reckless. I was sitting there watching Channel 7 saying, oh, my God, fearing that any second police officers, including some of those protesters, were going to, by mistake, fall over right onto the tracks. And I didn't know. And at some point you had people go down on the tracks, and one moron stood on top of the third rail, the guarding that that protects the the third rail. Now, if that moron wants to risk his own life, go for it. But don't do that to New York City police officers. They don't deserve that. And the citizens of this city have to get around. We don't deserve this. If you want to protest, protest all day long. But do it in a respectful manner. Please. Let's go to Steve in Elmont. Good morning, Steve. Line four. What's on your mind? Hey, how you doing, Dominic? Yeah, um, I was going to call about the, the Eric Adams, something he can do to kill two birds with one stone. But I want to comment real quick about the train um, incident. I do think that he should get indicted, but I also think he should he will easily be acquitted because... You know, it's not gonna go. It's not gonna go down like that. It's not gonna be that simple. The people out there rioting or protesting, they're just looking for TikTok opportunities and stuff like that. So I'm not even buying into it. They're gonna be there every week with anything. Okay, but but out. Steve, but Steve, um, Steve, let me let me let me let me ask you this question. So you're telling me, and and maybe maybe because you know it's almost time for me to retire, but you're telling me TikTok opportunities and police officers can fall over the platform and hit the third rail. For today, these guys will, and you know what? While it's going on, everybody will be videotaping it and then posting it the next day or that same day. That's why it's it's really like that. It's it's that's what they're doing. And it's being driven to, you know, everybody wants those few seconds of fame. And now Instagram is paying. When you get a lot of reels and stuff like that, the more people that watches your video, you get a check. So, yeah, that's what, that's what a lot of that's about. I don't think that he's going to go to jail, but I think because he's a professional, he's a trained professional. If you're a Marine, an uh, off-duty police officer, a, 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 a boxer or a trainer, um, they're going to ask you to have some kind of restraint and professionalism, even when you're able to, um, in, 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 you know, hold somebody down. Because the guy died, it doesn't look good. You know, there is some training that's supposed to be done. Right, but 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 and but in the statement from his lawyer, he said that he did not mean to harm Mr. Neely and was only trying to protect himself and the writers. So that's why we just have to just go to court, go to the procedures, because if not, it could get a lot worse. But this guy that's, that, that's been arrested for 40 times, we don't know if it was for public urination or jumping the train style. It was for it was for attacking other people. Uh, there was an open okay. warrant. There was an open warrant for was, for when he attacked, a, allegedly, a 67-year-old woman. There was 
kills his family the 40 times he's getting arrested. Not everybody wants to and, say, and, and, and that's the question. That's the question. I appreciate your call. Thank you very much. You just touched on something, and I'm trying my best not to not to go there because this is when it gets ugly. Every family member and their mother of Mr. Neely is now going to surface. And, folks, I, I know this subject very well because I've observed it personally over the years. It's time for Show Me the Money. And every family member is going to try and surface because everybody is going to want some of the the civil settlement, whatever financial dollars will come out of this. But then the question becomes, as the caller just said, where were you when Mr. Neely needed help? When Mr. Neely was hungry, as he said on the train, where were you? When Mr. Neely was thirsty on the train, family member, where were you? When Mr. Neely was agitated on the train in a mentally ill state, where were you, family member, to calm him down and and not attack people on, on the subway? Family members, where were you? The day before, when Mr. Neely allegedly tried to push somebody onto the tracks at the same station. Family members, where were you when he would just swing unprovoked at people and try and hit them in their face? The city of New York is tired of all of this. I am now joined by, Frank, we we have a different phone number, and it's very hard for me to understand which call is coming in where, but I'm I'm going to bring you into the conversation and say good morning to you. Good morning, Dominic. Hope you had a great weekend. Very good show today. How was yours? Good. Too short, but uh, got a lot done. Uh, All's Well got an action-packed show. Our favorite dentist-turned-comedian, Jeffrey Gurian, is going to be here next hour. Going to pick his brain on a whole bunch of things, including how challenging it is to stay positive when there's so much negativity in the news. Also want to ask him about the writer's strike and a bunch of other things. We got commendations and some really fascinating news coming out of John Katsimatidis' interview with Robert F. Kennedy Jr. yesterday. We're going to play that for you, an aspect that I haven't heard him comment publicly about before, and take call a reaction on that as well. So very interesting. Curtis wanted you to talk about hey, that. I, so. I will. Curtis commands and I abide. <laughs> Let's go together to Mike in South Carolina. Mike, good morning. You've got about 25 seconds. Hey, Dominic. You know, uh, it, it's funny. You know, I work for the MTA uh, Transit, and it's no joke, you know, the protection board, the third rail, and this and that. And you hit the nail on the head. Adam, you know, you, you're a joke. And I hope the police are ready to intercept these, these buses for the migrants. Right. Well, Mike, I'm sorry we don't have more time. And Rockland, they're ready for the migrants, the police with the buses. And that is the way to handle this. No, you cannot come here.